This is Dan Dix here reporting for Press for Truth. And it has now been four years since the launch of this global COVID-1984 scandemic. And to this day, people are still suffering from the real virus. And I'm not talking about COVID-19. I'm talking about the government and the draconian measures that they were laying down back then and are still being felt to this day. And joining me on the line right now is somebody who is still currently dealing with this. She's a former nurse, Kristen Nagel. Kristen, thank you so much for taking some time to break this all down for us here today on Press for Truth. Now, you were just issued a verdict from a judge, a guilty verdict, in regards to a protest that you organized and attended way back in 2020. So I want to talk about the verdict. But before we get into that, maybe you could start this off for how this all began for you. Uh, take us back to late 2019, early 2020, what life was like for you back then and how it all quickly changed. H how did this all start for you? Yeah, it. it uh, I'll try and say it quick because it actually started in 2015 for me when my first son was born. I became really passionate about food, something pressed on me about what I should feed my baby. And I thought I knew everything there was about, you know, feeding babies health. I was a nurse. Uh, and then I quickly realized that I knew nothing, that everything we were told was lies. So that was my gateway door, my entry door into all the corruption. Um, so from that, I became I wanted to learn more. I went to school to become a holistic nutritionist at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. And I was just had these aha moments and realized health is so simple. Uh, why aren't we taught this? Why as a nurse am I not learning this? Why don't more of us know how to be healthy? And that was when I realized they, didn't they don't want us to be healthy. They want to keep us victims, controlled, and uh, customers for life in the sick care, death care model. So I dove even deeper. My second son was born in 2018. That's when I started speaking out about the harms of childhood immunizations. Uh, I was in trouble with my College of Nurses then. Uh, but I wasn't ready to lose my license. I wasn't ready to go through all, all the, you know, everything that uh, would entail with that. So I took the slap on the wrist that you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, you're right. I'm wrong. I won't do it again. But I didn't know that 2020 was going to come so soon. All this kind of wrapped up in 2019. And then here we were all of a sudden they're talking about Wuhan and this virus that's coming. And I had already uncovered, you know, germ theory terrain through the contagion myth. And I was like, well, this is not good. I know what's happening here. So Really what I did at the beginning was I wanted to remove fear. The health authorities, as we know, because they don't teach health, they teach fear uh, and, and ways that can keep, keep us victims and controlled. I wanted to counter that with solutions. So I was teaching people how to be healthy, how to boost their immune system, how to remove the fear, how to get vitamin D, how to interact that we need love, connection. And that led me, I guess, into being, being a troublemaker nurse. Uh, so I was labeled as this outcast at work, I was labeled as crazy, uh, you know, the bullying started to the point where I ended up getting suspended from work because colleagues were scared of how I was living my life outside of the workplace, not wearing a mask, not living in fear, just living my life. And they said to me coming into work, like, we know where you've been and we're scared to be around you. Um, so that kind of led to, well, I need to take action. What am I going to do? So uh, a girlfriend and I ended up uh, hosting a freedom rally in our hometown of London, Ontario, November 22nd, 2020. And that was my first media debut, I guess, where they kind of took hold of my name, neonatal intensive care nurse, and uh, destroyed my reputation and character. And then from there, it just snowballed into everything else that um, I got myself into. So you came face to face with, let's say, the medical industrial complex, and you saw a, a conflict of interest there, started speaking out about it. They attempted to ostracize you. All of a sudden, COVID-1984 comes around the corner. They want you to you know, stick people with jabs, which you know is not right. 
And now you're essentially fired, but then you, as you said, organized a protest and a rally. And that's essentially what you're currently dealing with, with this guilty verdict. So let's talk a little bit about that. The fact that a protest in Canada in 2020 organized by you is now being uh, dished out with a guilty verdict. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And before I'm going to get into that, I just I want to draw attention to a dear friend of mine, Kimberly Neudorf, because she actually organized a freedom rally two weeks before the one I did. Uh, she was get, gaining momentum to the point where the mayor wanted to shut down their city. And he put these emergency measures to shut down the city. And it actually drew so much attention from Toronto and beyond that she had 2000 people in this tiny little rural county in Elmer. Uh, she, it was at that rally that I gained the courage to take action to host my Freedom Rally two weeks later. And I bring her name up because she was found guilty for organizing rally and charged $37,000 plus costs. Um, hers, this took place last summer, her trial. And then mine um, was just uh, a few days ago and I got uh, $20,000 dollar um sentencing for same thing we both were charged and found guilty for organizing a lawful peaceful protest uh why were we found guilty because we were dissenting voices against the current political narrative because we know what was going on the summer before with all the other protests that were allowed and london as well my hometown um had several big protesting events of course the blm Every Child Matters, but I don't know if it made it out to BC. There was an uh, unfortunate, devastating accident with um, a, a Muslim family that um, were hit by a car. And unfortunately, um, they, they all, uh, it was a fatal car accident and they all passed. And the government found this and took this as an opportunity to um, come into London. Trudeau was there, Ford, all these, um, you know, uh, government uh, officials came to London to put a stop to anti-terrorism. And that was 10,000 people, but that was allowed. You know, we even had the prime minister there. All these things, you know, are allowed um, when it's on the right side of what the, the government deems appropriate. And now we're finding out that the government enacted the Emergencies Act uh, all based off of, you know, nothing. You know, it, it, it was essentially a lawful protest. So is there still hope that 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 this can be lifted i mean is is there an appeal process that can be made is is it possible that this fine can be lifted maybe you get the right judge the next time or is it a done deal now yo twenty thousand dollars i'm looking into the appeal process currently uh because i think it's important to keep fighting i mean the the federal government is trying to appeal the emergencies act right it is our right to uh appeal these decisions uh, so i am looking into that the interesting thing though with appealing so i was also fined twelve thousand dollars twelve thousand five hundred for attending easter service mass in 2021 so for attending a church service indoors. Uh, so I had that fine. We did appeal it, but I had to pay the fine in full in order for my appeal to be heard. So I'm still awaiting that decision to come through because um, the appeal has already gone forward. But so with this one, they'll probably do the same thing to me. They'll probably want the fine paid in full in order for the appeal to be heard. Wow. I that's that's unbelievable that you'd be fine for literally going to church. It almost yes. seems like sometimes it comes down to the judge that you get. Um, and my wife and I, for example, received a couple of fines. I still got them here. I'd like to get them framed one day because <laughs> when we went into court, you know, this is thousand dollar each tickets. And the judge looked at it and said, 
breaching a quarantine facility. What does that even mean? And I just shrugged my shoulders and said, I, I, I don't know. And he dismissed the case just like that. And I know that was the case for a lot of other people, too. It, it depends on if you get in front of the right guy, he may be able to get you off with this. So, I mean... <laughs> I, I, I know, you know, this is a, a big thing to face. Obviously, we're going, you know, you've got a lot of kids. It's been four years since now. Um, is, uh, is, is there a way that people can contribute to the effort to make sure that you either have this appealed or don't have to pay out of pocket yourself? There is a Give, Send, Go um, up right now. It's givesendgo.com forward slash Nagel. And it's been amazing the support that has already come in through that. And I think Canadians are using their voice. Uh, and I'm so grateful for the support, the love. I've actually been super overwhelmed, crying many days, uh, the last few days over this. But I think Canadians are using this also to take a stance. They're saying, you know, we will not be bullied. We will not be silenced. We will not uh, stop using our voices. And we will not be scared to stand up in the future if, if deemed necessary, because that's what they're trying to do. Um, I wasn't given a fine. It was a summons. And I actually received 11 of them throughout 2021. And it was to go to trial, uh, go to court where they would uh, decide your amount. And for organizing a rally in Ontario, it was a minimum $10,000 fine up to a $100,000 fine. So they are really, really trying to make sure People do not use their voices. And so this Give, Send, Go is incredibly encouraging. Uh, yes, for the monetary uh, setback that I have faced, but also it shows that we're not going to allow the government to win. We, as Canadians, we're coming together, we're uniting, and we will not be scared to use our voices. You know, I think uh, the majority of Canadians, I would imagine, when they hear your story and they're enlightened to this, they're going to rightly so be outraged uh, with the fact that, uh, you know, they're they're making you pay for doing something that is legal, lawful, and and was and and was very very called for at the time during this, you know, as as I said, it's the military or the uh, uh, medical industrial complex engaging in experimental, you know, mRNA technology with people. I, I think it's it's important to ask those questions. And as you said, Canadians seem to be standing up a, a, against this, you know, uh, f, uh, you know, uh, to fight against this. So. That's great. Where, where should they be going online right now to, to follow you or to if they want to learn more about this case moving forward? Because I'm sure this isn't the end of it. Yeah, um, I'm mostly on Instagram at Kristen underscore Nagel. do have a, a website up. Um, you can join my mailing list, kristennagel.ca. And the Give, Send, Go, I've been adding updates on the givesendgo.com forward slash Nagel one. Um, so I've been adding updates on there uh, as well. And I find it just so fascinating with why we're found guilty myself and Kimberly with her $37,000 fine. Uh, it's also plus court costs too, on top of that. So it's not even the final amount. Um, so I think she's over 40,000. I think I'm expected to have another 10 on top of the 20. Uh, and I have two more trials coming up. One is at the end of the month in two weeks, and I'm not sure when the next one is scheduled, but it's not even for yes, for organizing the protest, but at that time, uh, the reopening act of Ontario, it was because I went outside of their restrictions. Um, so in November 2020, it was the lockdowns, it was the mask mandates, business closures, all the crazy stuff. Like I was trying to relive this and I was like, oh my gosh, like they closed down schools. They put um, two by fours over basketball nets, like the playgrounds with yellow tape. But it, they said it's because if I kept to 100 people outside, that would have been fine. Because at that time we were allowed 100 people to gather outside. 
but there was an officer up in a building and he counted the people marching and he counted 218. So we were, we were double the amount allowed outside of that time. And I, I just find that so crazy. Like who decides these numbers? How is a hundred? Okay. Uh, but you know, 110, everyone's going to die. Those extra 10 people coming are going to spread something like it is just absolutely insanity. And I'm so embarrassed for the officers that testified. There's four of them testified against me um, for that. Cause it's, it's just nuts. It's anyway, so many. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it's so insane what, what everybody went through. You know, it's like you said, it's absolutely crazy that it came down to that. So, you know, I, I, I really want to encourage people out there who are, are maybe just hearing about this story now to definitely please check these links in the description. She's still going to need your financial support moving forward. And, uh, you know, this isn't this isn't the end. You know, this thing isn't over. There are people still dealing with this, uh, the, the real virus, as I said, these draconian measures that have been issued by the government still dealing with this to this day. So I want to encourage everybody to, uh, to to get on board, help people like like Kristen, who's taken that, you know, that important stance and uh, and, you know, leading the charge in that fight. So any any final thoughts in this? crazy COVID-19, post-COVID-1984 world that we're living in uh, when it comes to just encouraging people to take that courageous stand like you did? That you'll never, you'll never fully know the impact you can have with using your voice. And I say that because I was encouraged by uh, Kimberly when she organized her protest two weeks before. And I was like, I can do this. If another homeschooling mother can do this, so can I. And when I stood up then, you know, I could say the rest is history, as it said, um, that's when Canadian Frontline Nurses was formed. Everything else that we did after that was because of the courageous act of one other person that stood before me. So you never know the impact you will have by using your voice. So I don't want anyone to be scared by these fines, by anything the government's doing. That's what they want to do is to stay in fear. But remember, you have a voice and to use it, and you'll never know the impact it will have on even just one person and what that ripple effect will do from there. Well said. I, I couldn't agree more. Hopefully this uh, this interview creates a ripple effect that will spread, and we plant seeds in the minds of people out there who are going to go out and, and <clears throat> do the right thing uh, when, when, you know, when it comes to taking on the government once again. So thank you so much for breaking this all down for us, and uh, I want to encourage you to just keep up the great work. Thank you, and thank you for having me. We all want truth. The truth will set you free.